Blog Talk Radio. Janine, and you are listening to Lunch with Loudon. Welcome to a special edition. I am so excited. Coffee Party Internet Radio, Be the Media Project, is uh, one of the things we do to connect our communities to one another. And today, uh, we have a special time uh, and a special place. I'm broadcasting from Washington, D.C., um, the inauguration should be happening as we speak, and um, that's something I've chosen not to watch, and so I thought, I'll change my radio hour this week, I'll come join my other friends who are not watching the inauguration, and with any luck at all, some of you will call in 646-929-2495, and we'll talk about... um, Where are we going from here? What's up? Um, How are you feeling and what are you doing right now? Um, It's not only special for me today because, you know, I'm sitting in the basement guest room of friends in Georgetown. um, I'm uh, totally immersed in a city that is overwhelmed with Uh, people and busyness and celebration and frustration and it's like this emotional blowing pot but it's also because there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people here today uh, that aren't normally here Uh, we're having all kinds of tech challenges and I'm just going to roll with it I'm just going to roll you know the bandwidth is shutting down the phone is barely uh getting one bubble, uh, all kinds of things are going on just because there's so much activity and hubbub. And uh, it's electric. You know, you can sort of feel it, the vibe, the newspaper, uh, the radio, everything here is focused. And in a way, it helps me focus. Um, This broadcast, this day, it, it feels to me right now kind of like a family reunion. I feel like, you know, I'm older, I'm 65, and so, you know, you get to be my age and you kind of have this, you know, family 
gets together for weddings and funerals, and so there's joy or there's grief. Um, but when we just get together because we care about each other and we're interested in what's going on, and, you know, just get together, um, magical things can happen. And so I've decided today's a magical day. It's not... Uh, good, bad, or indifferent, it's magical. And, and what we do with that magic is really up to us. So the family that I'm talking about is all of us who believe that America is capable of more than anything that's come before. No matter how great we have been, country can be even more. And I guess I'm... Um, beginning that joy and that opportunity by being here in D.C., getting ready for the Women's March tomorrow, the Women's March on D.C. I realize there's, you know, hundreds of marches across the country, and I'm thrilled that there are going to be thousands of people everywhere and that there's going to be a lot of uh, folks on the streets tomorrow all rejoicing in what it is to be a woman and all facing the truth that women's rights are human rights, women's equality, it's human equality, that there is that next peace for America, the peace we still yearn for, the peace that really says, um, you know, however great this country has been in the past, there's always been those who are left out of that American opportunity. And so we are, this family of ours, we're ready to move forward. And moving forward looks different ways to different people, um, but it is moving forward. And it's our hope um, today that besides me talking about uh, my expectations and uh, joy for the day, uh, that you'll be calling in and you'll be talking about yours. So, again, the number is 646-929-2495. To those of you who are um, on the Internet and uh, talking in chat, I apologize that I can't uh, see you today. And so if there are things in chat that um, you think should be shared on the radio, uh, I hope that you'll call in and share that with us. It doesn't have to be your thought. It can be the brilliance of someone else or the concern of someone else. But, again, one of these uh, many tech breakdowns today is the fact that uh, I can't view chat. I usually have a co-pilot who uh, does that for me, and that, uh, that's another breakdown. So I'm, I'm not too worried about the breakdowns. I think we're going to have a really uh, great conversation so I do, though, want to start with talking about the marches that are happening uh, across, you know, here in D.C., across America, and around the globe. And uh, there are so many participating organizations. Coffee Party is a supporting organization. Um, we're here to meet with other people and to sort of, like, join hands and um, walk into this future together. So I have a few quotes that I think were interesting. They were about the day, and I'm going to share them. 
from 350.org. We have this opportunity to organize together across movements and put forward a vision of a country that works for all of us. Um, from the Rise Above Conference organizers, the conference is about inaugurating the new movement for equality, justice, freedom, and a government that works. This is why the whole going back thing doesn't work for me. There's always been those of us who have been excluded from the American opportunity. And I think what these two and a hundred other organizations are recognizing is that um, we really, really don't, we don't need to be against something to be for something. And what we're for is this equality. What we're for is this justice. What we're for is untangling some of the mischief that may have happened that uh, kind of the booby traps and tripping points for the, you know, this republic's democracy, our, our process of elections, our process of taxing, our process of um, how we even organize our uh, various levels of government, you know, all the way from your city, county, state, and the federal organization. So, again, for something. And I'm happy to be for something. And all of those things matter to me. Now, I'm going to hop over to um, the mission statement, the vision statement for uh, the rally itself. And um, if my tech allows it. <laughs> okay, so there's a, a document that I've posted on the Lunch with Loudon Facebook page. And it's called The Guiding Vision and Definition of Principles of the Women's March. And um, we believe uh, it, it's got a, a long list here. I'm just trying to grab a few. But I think ultimately um, it's it's about... Uh, understanding that justice is not exclusive. You know, if it's not justice for everyone, then it's not justice at all. And pointing to things like, yes, here's examples of gender injustice. Here's in, um, examples of um, LGBTQIA injustice. Here's uh, Here are examples of racial injustice. Here are examples of that come from medical care, the criminal justice system, um, our belief in, um, um, you know, fair pay for a, a job well done. And so if you really wanted to go uh, into depth about the organizing principles of this march, you can go to um, that link that's on the Lunch with Loud and Facebook page and read more. What moves me right now is that as you know, uh, Coffee Party has its seventh birthday this month. It was um, January 26, 2010. The uh, Citizens United had passed just a few days before, and we were um, uh, sort of in the pangs of uh, not really a revolution, but an assault by people who would come to um, – town halls and public meetings and um, really found um, the tide turning away from civility and reason, the tide turning away from mutual respect, the tide turning away from 
being able to sit down with a cup of coffee and discuss things with your neighbors. Choose something else that had a lot more vitriol and a lot more drama. And uh, so the original plea was, can't we, uh, can't we sit down and talk about these things? And so based on that and years of work and thousands of volunteer hours, I mean, Coffee Party is an all-volunteer organization, and so everything that we do is done by volunteers. There's a mission, vision, pledge, and core values of our organization that totally line up what you'll read about the Women's March with what you'll read about what People for the American Way are up to, from what you read from what Wolfpack is up to, from what you'll read about what Represent Us is up to, and all the people I'm forgetting to mention and we'll discuss as the day goes on. Hundreds of organizations. Our vision, which is probably most germane to this conversation, is this. Coffee Party USA envisions a nation of diverse communities sharing a culture of informed public engagement where our sacred right to vote is the only currency of our representative democracy. So it's really saying all cultural differences aside, this is the one common thing that that we have as Americans. We have this civil opportunity and civil right to participate in our own governance. Our mission is to build, nurture, and, and connect communities to reclaim our government for the people. The Civility Pledge, I think most of you know about, is basically saying, as a member or supporter of Coffee Party, I pledge to conduct myself in a way that is civil, honest, and respectful towards people with whom I disagree. I value people from different cultures. I value people with different ideas. And I value and cherish the democratic process. Again, opening doors instead of closing them. Our core values are spelled out if you want to go to the website, www.coffeepartyusa.com. And, but I can list them for you. They're defined, uh, they were, <laughs> with much agony and work, and they were defined and clarified. Civility, continuous learning, authenticity and transparency, integrity and clarity, inclusiveness, transpartisan independence. So based, you know, standing on this foundation, there have been uh, many years and many efforts by Coffee Party to participate in actions that contribute to these goals. And I, we also have... Um, a list of goals, if you go to that same web page, www.coffeepartyusa.com, you'd be able to see um, our goals for our Stay Involved campaign, our goals for our in-state goals for Coffee Party in general. Here's the point. We embrace, depend upon, and cherish our relationships to all organizations trending in this direction. So the Women's March today, for me, is a huge um, uh, confirmation of that belief that there are many, many roads to Rome and that if we can agree, even in principle, where, what Rome means, what is that an illusion for, what, what do we mean by that, then we can honor the route that we each take 
Coffee Party is only going to participate in nonviolent protests, for example. Other organizations might be a little more, um, will be different. I don't want to say more or less anything. Um, we believe in social media as a way of communicating. We believe in social media as a way of uh, raising the bar in terms of our conversation as a nation. Uh, other organizations do other things, but I want you to keep in mind this notion of a family reunion where um, there's every kind, there's every height, weight, coloration, uh, you name it, of family member. And we are seeing the need to join hands, to honor each other, to participate and support each other. So that's why I'm guessing no less than 100 different organizations, whether they're sponsors or not, are represented at this, um, this rally that's coming up tomorrow. Now, I know, actually I have no idea um, what you think. Um, and I'm, I really am kind of desperate to know. I, uh, again, have some tech challenges. So um, right now I'm not seeming to be able to open mic. So if you call the number 646-929-2495, if you press 1, um, you'll be put in what we call the host queue, and I'll be able to see you raise your hand. Um, other than that, I'm pleased to uh, keep talking and, and have you all keep listening. But, uh, again, we, uh, we are about something good. We are about something better. We are about something new or dreamt of or um, the next logical steps for equality, liberty, justice in this uh, grand experiment that we call the United States of America. And so in order to do that, we not only have to join hands with the people we recognize and we're familiar with, but we also need to join hands or at least respect, at least respect people who think differently than we do. And I know that... um, Sometimes that's a big challenge for me. It's a challenge because when somebody does not exercise the muscle of civility and reason, when somebody is or feels to me to be mean-spirited or a bully or uh, just plain have bad manners, you know, easy for me to fall back into responding in kind or uh, kind of doing the touche thing you know, like, well, you think that's good. Look, you know, I can give you one better. And frankly, that's what called to me about Coffee Party is that I have to exercise this muscle of civility and reason when, you know, inside my mind is just sometimes screaming obscenity so loud. I just can't even hear. To calm, to look, to listen, to respect, even if you don't agree, even if you vehemently do not agree because until you can do that you can't actually answer in any meaningful way and there is such power in clarity of thought and language I really believe in it now I also believe in marching we do a lot of things when we protest number one we hope we make news 
Why do you want to make news? Because you want as many people as possible to know how you feel about something or what you think about something. Why do we want them to know how we feel or think about something? Because out there are people who think they're the only ones. They're the only ones who feel this way. And maybe they hold that inside. Maybe they're afraid to express it where they are. Maybe they don't know how to express it. But I think tomorrow when you see thousands of pink cats out there uh, marching on the streets of D.C. or in the streets of Seattle or Eugene, Oregon or Houston, Texas or Philadelphia, wherever you are, um, I think when we see each other, we'll realize we're not alone. And we'll realize that there's respect out there for each one of us. We'll realize that this pink hat gives that pink hat the benefit of the doubt. This pink hat gives the benefit of the doubt to those who don't understand what's going on as well. So it's an opportunity to not only reach out to people who have our same feelings or our same beliefs, reach out to people who do not. And that's why how we conduct ourselves is important. But most importantly is that we get clear uh, representation in the press, in the media, radio, TV. And so there are some of us attending here. Uh, One of my friends is coming as a journalist. No pink cap for her, right? Uh, No sign or placard, no chanting and singing. She's here for a story. And if you listen to our broadcast a few weeks ago, um, it was called Activism and Journalism. Uh, We talked about what's the difference. She and I may be standing right next to each other. I'll be there as an activist. She'll be there as a journalist. It gives her a distance. She requires a distance to be objective about what she sees, to be accurate about what she reports, and to be authentic in, in any impressions she records, to, be, to have access to people she might interview, to have access to people she might photograph. And so we, we need a free, well-trained, committed uh, family of journalism to be our partners, not as, uh, not as in like, hey, you're my guy. You know, you're my brand of journalist. It's really like the truth is so powerful. The truth is so powerful. The uh, bending the truth might get a short-term goal. You know, you can you can win the battle but lose the war. What we need is the real story. And so I honor my friend who's going to be there and other many other journalists uh, who will attend as the witness uh, to what to what's happening there. The happening, you know, we used to say in the 60s, the happening. Um, to be the witness, and we be the witnessed, the ones who have a story to tell, and with any luck at all, they'll tell it. Um, so I'm pleased with that. I don't know, I mean, people, there's a lot of gossip about who else might be there. You know, will there be counter protesters? Will there be, um, you know, Will there be adversity? And in my 40-some years of activism, I can tell you not everyone will be pleased with this and not everyone will like what we do. But I'm, that's just a part of the process, right? That's just a part of the process. 
And so, you know, to embrace those people, at least in your heart, and say, okay, this is, this is what they're here to do. It's fine. It's just, but I'm not concerned. What I'm concerned about is what I'm for. And I'm excited to be around a bunch of people who are for something. It's easy to be against. It's easy to focus on the things that scare you or challenge you or contradict or offend. But if we can stay focused on what we're for, women's, whether it's women's right to choose, whether it's uh, access to a good education, whether it's justice in the criminal justice system, we need to know what we're for. And I think experiences like this are all about that. So um, I'm going to apologize really quickly if you're calling in and I can't see you. Um, like I said, the the bandwidth here is totally clogged. There's hundreds of thousands of additional people in Washington, D.C. Um, I actually am on two separate devices. I'm on my iPhone for my audio and my uh, iPad for my video. And so if I don't call on you, it's because I can't see you. And I guess I can just keep talking for a few more minutes. What, what I do from here is up to me. I am inspired by those things that brought me to activism. I'm 65, and so I remember Dr. King. I remember the I Have a Dream speech. I remember the sit-in at the Woolworths lunch counter. I remember children trying to be integrated in public school. I remember those we lost to voter registration and other crimes against the status quo that we would never consider crimes today. And I, um, I couldn't ignore the injustices that I saw happening. I, but more than that, I couldn't ignore the strength and power in the things that Dr. King said and did and the strength and power of the people that followed him, and the changes they were able to make over time. None of this happened in a day. It didn't happen in a decade. But it happened because every day, every day, every day, people were true to their beliefs. Every day, every day, every day, they stood up for one another. Every day, they lived a life that supported their ideals. It doesn't mean they were random. There was a lot of strategy. There was a lot of planning. But there were also just those people on the periphery who supported them and who learned from them to every day, every day, be the person, be the best person you can be and by following the values that you hold dear. And uh, we all knew about Gandhi back then for sure. Uh, but Dr. King was the place where I got to this in action and I was forever changed when he died and he was murdered he um, it tore a hole in my heart I was surprised I mean I'm a, um, a I was being raised in the Pacific Northwest the kind of things that were happening uh, around Dr. King weren't happening the same way around me. Um, 
it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It, I, I cried for days. And then so soon after, Bobby Kennedy was also murdered. And it sort of set in my heart the notion that if this is what happens when we stand up to oppression, well, then let me take my place in that line. Let me do my part. Let me stand. Uh, rather than running away from that challenge, it, it was like this irresistible magnet that, that brought me not just to, you know, idolizing some pretty heroic figures, but it took me to history books and novels and documentaries that showed me the story behind the story behind the story. It made me a lifelong learner. It made me understand that I didn't understand the South at all, that it would take serious study for me to understand the deep roots of any of this that was going on. Um, I mean, let's face it, I was born and raised in a place where the Civil War was almost a myth. You know, it was less real or no more real to me than Genghis Khan or, uh, you know, the the ascension of the royalty in Europe or, you know what I mean? It was almost like stories. It wasn't, uh, it didn't happen where I lived. And so I, knowing that I didn't know, I spent time. And the more time I spent, the more diverse the resources I looked to, the more people I talked to, the more I began to know who I was. Meaning, not did I agree, but what did I believe? What did I fundamentally believe? What is the foundation upon which I stand? And it makes it a lot easier to confront new issues when I already know I have a fundamental belief in the Constitution. I have a fundamental belief in the American experience. I have a fundamental belief in liberty and justice for all. And I understand the errors of the past. Slavery was America's original sin. It was called that at the time. I understand the process of a a young nation growing, maturing, defining itself. I understand the struggle between different people only because I'll expose myself to that struggle and only because I'll study and talk and listen, listen, listen. So to me, my march tomorrow is as much about what I saw in, as it, you know, in the 60s as what I experienced in the 70s as a young woman I remember the first International Women's Day. I remember the Equal Rights Amendment. I remember Roe v. Wade. I remember these things. I remember what it took. And um, frankly, we haven't passed the Equal Rights Amendment yet. But I do understand the how that movement, where it was born, that from which it was born, and why I carry it, why I carry a torch in my heart. Similarly, you know, because I know those things, I can look at other things like criminal justice or who serves in the military, how service in the military 
occurs under what conditions and how those people are deployed and how we honor them uh, or don't, how we keep our word to them or don't, how we keep our word to those people that have had made treaties with this country or don't. And so all of these things are wrapped together, whether it's the, you know, the Native People's Movement, Black Lives Matter, uh, the women's movement. Name your, name your movement. We all have that same fundamental right to express ourselves, to display our feelings. We, the First Amendment gives us the right to um, assemble. <laughs> you know, and. and there are, there are so many unique and beautiful and wonderful freedoms that I don't want to take for granted. It's almost like if we don't use them now, we're going to lose them. So I am going to surrender to my tech. Apparently, callers can't actually get through to my board. I see indication there are callers, but I can't open their mics. So I'm, I apologize to all of you who have been following, and I, I won't... Um, I won't stay too much longer. But I'd be remiss, I think, to not point to the fact that way back last summer, I'm going to give you a little coffee party history, in part because it's our birthday month. We're seven years old on the 26th of January. But also because every year um, the member-elected board of directors gets together in a face-to-face meeting. We talk to each other every week, but we're, uh, you know, in Texas and Boston and uh, Oregon. And I guess Boston is in the state, right? I didn't mean to say it like that. But, you know, Illinois and Massachusetts and, you know, Colorado and Pennsylvania. So we're all over the country. And once a year we come together and we uh, – rent a big old house with a bunch of rooms and a nice kitchen and we lock ourselves in for three days and we form, you know, the vision of the coming year. And so the vision uh, that we formed last summer had two pieces of action. One of them was called vote anyway, because there was voter suppression, there was voter resistance, there was voter frustration, there were, uh, some people who didn't know who to vote for. There were, you know, there was lots of conversation about you, why you should or shouldn't, could or couldn't vote. And so our campaign back then was vote anyway, you know, and um, that was a lot of fun. And our second part, again, planned last summer, was called Stay Involved. And there are four phases to the Stay Involved project. There are many goals. But the whole point was regardless of who would be in the Capitol Mall today being sworn in to the highest office of the land. No matter who that person was, we knew that this was the time to encourage ourselves and each other to stay involved. So that hashtag, stay involved, isn't an accident, and it's not a response to who won the election. It's totally, we've got issues, folks. We have things we need to resolve. And whomever was going to occupy the White House 
was going to be the beneficiary of our Stay Involved campaign. That so many other organizations are rising up, that they have similar goals, that we're talking to each other in huge and magnificent collaborations. All of that is amazing and wonderful. And so on a day when I might have said, I don't know what to do with myself, I'm forlorn, because I am concerned. On that day, instead, I have so much faith in you. I have so much faith in that magical thing we call American ingenuity, that failure is not an option attitude, that when you bring many ideas from many people into the same problem-solving experience, what occurs is synergistic. What occurs is uh, a resolution different from and greater than anything any one of those people or any group of those people would have come up with. American ingenuity has demonstrated that magical quality time after time. And I believe American ingenuity can save the day, again, if you want to call it save the day. I mean, it's because what it takes is failure is not an option. Therefore, all of our opinions count. All of our thoughts count. The creativity from every source counts. We'll hammer this out together. Voila. When we talk about healthcare, this is the example I always try to share with people. Um, when we talk about healthcare, people look to Canada, they look to England, they look to Israel, they look to Iraq, frankly. They look to many places and say, uh, you know, the entire industrialized world and a bunch more all have this sort of common uh, solution to healthcare, which is basically it exists as a right and not a privilege, and they deliver it, each one, in a unique way. So if we believe that healthcare is a right and not a privilege, or let's say it another way, an essential component to our, to our ability to realize the American opportunity. I mean, you know, industry used to think that, right? A healthy and well employee shows up more often and does a better job. And that was, you know, the whole Kaiser Permanente thing was born in uh, an industrialist saying, I want medical care for my employees. Here's the point I want to get to. We have no idea what a health care strategy might be in a world where we all come together, bring our many thoughts, and instead of lobbying against one another, we actually say, how does that look? How does that look? How does that bring it in, take it out, put it in, shift it and shake it? Like we're the R&D of the planet healthcare uh, industry. And we, I have no idea what we could come up with. But if, you're, if, if failure is not an option means it's affordable, it's sustainable, and it leaves no one out. There you go. 
We've got our criteria. We have our expertise. We have our thoughts. Let's go to work. And the only thing that prevents is when people make, you know, you got the them and us thing going, the, the they say, they say, we say, you know, the more we are divided, the more we are divided, the less likely we are to come together. To even face ideas that we don't think in the beginning we agree with. Never the first idea. It is that amalgam. You know, it's almost like, you know, alchemy. Can we make gold from these elements? And what it takes is a, a willingness, the first job one, a willingness to come together. And so I see all this divisiveness and all our um, things that uh, the drama that is used to keep us separate as actually a strategy to prevent, to block American ingenuity. There you go, end of rant. But it's an example to me. It's an example of how we are so much more together than we are as individuals. We are so much more uh, powerful when we come together than we have ever been um, one-on-one. So I guess I want to close with saying that fundamentally, these values that I've developed beginning way back when I saw little children who looked like they were dressed for Sunday school trying to walk into a school building and seeing adults sneer and throw and spit. That thing that got woken up in me back then. <laughs> is has bloomed and blossomed and grown until I can finally say, not only do I love those little children, but I love those adults. Guided as might think they were as, un, uh, as angry as they appeared to be, fundamentally, there was something there not heard. There was something there not dealt with. And when we heal as a nation, when we get to the root of our anger with each other or we get to the root of uh, cultural challenges that seem unmitigatable, then, then, that magic can happen. That magic called American ingenuity can happen. So I as always, apologize for the tech breakdown. However, this would not be a complete lunch with Loudon if I didn't do uh, what I call my um, my moment, the call-a-thon moment, and remind you of this. Coffee Party USA is a totally member-supported organization. Citizens United has done nothing for us. We have no sugar daddy. We have no, you know, uh, uh, other source of support other than the engine of the energy of our many, many wonderful and amazing volunteers and your membership dollars. So to join the coffee party, you go to www.coffeepartyusa.com and over there are sort of on the right upper side, you're going to say be a big red button that says join. 
join now. You can become a monthly supporter. You can become an annual supporter. Or if you're just feeling generous, you can be a one-time supporter. As a matter of fact, I'm encouraging people, hey, it's uh, whether you're uh, a member already or not, this is our seventh birthday month. Uh, get online and, and donate $7 for seven years. And um, we'll send you a little thank you birthday card because uh, this is actually, you know, it's an exciting thing. Birthday's always on. So from myself, the Coffee Party Board of Directors, the membership, the volunteers, from all the people that will be on the streets today and tomorrow and every day thereafter, to everyone who calls themselves an American, I thank you and I love you. And uh, let's get her done. Let's get her done with zest and vigor and I don't know. I've just got the happy juice for it. So I hope you have the happy juice with me. And, you know, with that, coffee party on. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down.